and welcome to another episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. I am your host, Teresa Marks, a Senior Wealth Strategist at CIBC Private Wealth in the U.S. I am joined today by my colleague, Halsey Schreier, also a Senior Wealth Strategist at CIBC Private Wealth. In today's episode, Halsey and I will take a look at some reasons you may want to consider Delaware as the law for your trusts that you're creating for your family or even for yourself. This is part one in our three-part series focusing on Delaware as a trust jurisdiction. All right, let's get started. So when clients are creating a trust either for themselves or for their family members, a lot of them are looking to Delaware as the the place to govern or the law to govern the, the trust document. Why would they choose Delaware over maybe where they live or another jurisdiction? It's a great question. Delaware is one of those states that's been around for a while and their trust code is well developed. But there's a few good reasons why Delaware really shines in particular compared to other jurisdictions. The first being the state income tax. So when you put assets into a Delaware trust, if the assets stay in that trust, they can grow Income, state income tax free mm-hmm. during the lifetime of the trust. Now, of course, they're going to still pay federal taxes, but you know, everyone pays federal taxes. And you really, and if the income comes out of the trust, then they've got to pay tax on that. But if it stays in the trust, it will grow income tax free. So, what about you know, state income tax where maybe the beneficiaries live or the grantor lives? How does that work in connection with Delaware? So that's a great point. So, that income tax is only income tax free if the beneficiaries aren't in Delaware. The good news is Delaware is a small state. There's really no reason to live there, so there aren't that many beneficiaries there. But also, if they if they take the income out and it's distributed to beneficiaries, that beneficiary is still going to be responsible for their income tax in their own state. Okay, and, and some states might tax based on maybe where the grantor lives or where the beneficiaries live. So we work with the, the accountant or the attorney to make sure that it all works out. Yes, that's correct. I mean, there are some states that are a little aggressive in their taxation, like Illinois, I think California might even be one, but there are some states out there that pretty that take a hard line stance on income tax. Another good reason for Delaware is flexibility. I mean, and it's, I mean, there's a lot of different flexible options that Delaware work in. The first being really the ability to decant. And decanting is much like pouring that old bottle of red wine into your decanter. It's taking an old trust and breathing new life into it. So it's something where basically some older trusts were drafted with terms that aren't quite as typical today. And in given a change in circumstances or another reason, they're looking at Delaware to help breathe new life into the trust to really change the terms to better fit the current situation. So either administrative provisions or beneficiary provisions really trying to fit the family a little exactly, better. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Another good reason for Delaware sort of in that flexibility bucket is a dynasty trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So most states have a, basically say that trusts have to end at some point in time. It's, it's an old rule called the rule against perpetuities. We, everyone learned it in law school <laughs> and hated it. So, and I'm glad Delaware yeah. did away with it. So Delaware has basically dynastic trusts, a dynasty trust. So if you set up a trust in Delaware, it can last forever. And what about quiet trust? Does quiet do quiet? You hear a lot about yeah. quiet trust in Delaware. Does does that fit into that flexibility bucket? And you know, is that another reason a lot of people use definitely, Delaware? Definitely. So quiet trusts are so in most states under the trust code of that state, you have to give some notice at some time to beneficiaries. Delaware allows some flexibility there. It, you can limit the notice to beneficiaries tied to a certain age or a certain event in time. So we find that. If there are grandparents setting up trust for younger children or that they don't want them to know that there's this big pool of money out there until they reach a more responsible age, because let's be, let's be frank, 21 isn't that responsible. <laughs> they can delay that knowledge until a later point in time. 
Okay. And what about directed trust? Again, you know, that's something else you hear a lot about. Can you explain what a directed trust is and, and how that works in Delaware? So directed trust, Delaware has a great directed trust statute. So it's really, it's been tested in the courts. It's, it's, it's been there for a while. And it allows, what a directed trust is, it allows the, the general trustee role to be split. So you, if you have a specific asset, a great example is a business. So if, you've, if you fund your trust with an ongoing business, the, the corporate trustee in Delaware may not know how to run that business. Mm-hmm. So you can split the role of trustee between that business asset, have a special trustee appointed to manage that asset, and then have a Delaware corporate trustee, which you need to have a Delaware trust, be the administrative trustee and take care of all the general trust mm-hmm. roles. Another directed trustee, you can have a distribution trustee. Mm-hmm. So have someone that knows your family better, perhaps be in charge of the distributions of the trust to different family members. But then that Delaware trust company is still going to be there to be the administrative trustee. And I think really the final thing that I really think about Delaware mm-hmm. is asset protection trusts. Right. And so asset protection is something that people worry about all the time. I mean, people generally think about maybe going to foreign jurisdictions or somewhere else, but there are domestic asset protection trusts and Delaware was a pioneer in that field. And really we think about these in situations where the grantor wants to give something away, but also keep a little bit of a string. So it may not be in a a state tax planning play. It may be for certain state estate taxes, but it's a way for those professionals, whether it be doctors or attorneys who are in a high-risk field, to potentially protect assets from creditors. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the points we've made about Delaware, things like directed trusts, quiet trusts, even dynasty trusts and asset protection trusts, are available in other jurisdictions. So why should a client choose Delaware over maybe another jurisdiction that offers that same benefit? Delaware was not just the first state to sign the Constitution, but they've been a pioneer in trust law for a long time. So these rules and sort of and legislative items have been tested in the courts. We know how they react in certain situations. There have been adaptations by the legislature. It's really just a premier trust jurisdiction for families. And I think that's really helpful, right? When a client chooses a, a, a technique, a quiet trust or a directed trust, they know how the, the state's going to interpret it. And that gives them the comfort of, of choosing the jurisdiction and knowing they're going to get what they, what they think they're getting. Yeah, without a doubt. It's a lot easier to do something that's been tested and understanding how it's been tested mm-hmm. so that we know what went wrong and what went right and then move forward from that. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. We hope you found this topic interesting and that you will continue to explore the variety of wealth planning topics available to you on this channel. Thank you and have a great day. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group LLC and the private banking division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This document is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Concepts expressed are current as of the date of this publication only may change without notice. Such concepts are the opinions of our investment professionals, many of whom are chartered financial analyst charter holders or certified financial planner professionals. Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards Incorporated owns the certification marks CFP and Certified Financial Planner in the U.S. There is no guarantee that these views will come to pass. Past performance does not guarantee future comparable results. The tax information contained herein is general and for informational purposes only. CIBC Private Wealth Management does not provide legal or tax advice, and the information contained herein should only be used in consultation with your legal, accounting, and tax advisors. To the extent that information contained herein is derived from third-party sources, although we believe the sources to be reliable, we cannot guarantee their accuracy. The CIBC logo is a registered trademark of CIBC used under license. 
Investment products are not FDIC insured, may lose value, and are not bank guaranteed.